You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. Welcome. You are locked on at the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and one of the two viral guys who are dancing at the Ravens game. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> Don't connect me to those guys. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, though, oh, he's getting me too excited for the future of the Baltimore Ravens. If you, uh, if you guys haven't listened before, Isaac is randomly a Ravens fan, so... I am a bigger Ravens fan than I am a Mavericks fan. So that, wow. yeah, I have been a diehard Ravens fan since, gosh, I guess middle school, whenever it was. Um, but anyway, there's a long story behind it. But yeah, I love my Ravens, and Lamar Jackson is the future. I actually have a random, uh, have something random to tell you, and it would be it's super funny for the day ones. So, before baby came, I go. I take the dog outside. The pears are back on my pear tree. Oh, oh! Outside, oh. take the dog out, and what do you know? Oh. The raccoons are back. What? <laughs> They're back. Let's the go. raccoons are back. Raccoon squad. <laughs> Raccoon squad. How many? The, How many were out there? No, it was just one, but. Oh. We named him Ricky and Rhonda last year, so I'm like, Bob, Ricky's back. And so I didn't shoot him, though. It was their baby, Rhonda. <laughs> like Rhonda Hollis Jefferson. <laughs> Rhonda. <laughs> so, anyway, I know day ones uh, will wow. be super, super hyped about that. The, that, raccoons, the raccoons are back. Raccoon this is, this squad. Is a, this is a great moment. This is a great moment <laughs> for everybody. Man. All right. What we're getting to today is the over unders. Uh, this one, this podcast, I think will drop on Friday, and then the second half will drop sometime next week um, when we have you know some more time to kill. <laughs> so <laughs> this one, we're definitely going to get to the Mavericks, though. I think we'll get through Mavericks, uh, Lakers, Warriors, Rockets, Memphis, and just kind of in that that kind of group. So that's the teams we're going to probably be talking about today. A uh, whole bunch of news though before we get to that. Uh, the home opener. No, no, no. The season opener. Not the home opener. The season opener. Mavericks. Phoenix Suns at Phoenix. October 17th on ESPN. Mark it down. DeAndre Ayton versus Luka Doncic. Um, the real number one pick versus the should have been number one pick. <laughs> uh, I'm all here for uh, Luka Doncic um, taking Devin Booker to uh, to school. But uh, even though De- taking him back, <laughs> <laughs> even though Devin Booker has a history of killing us, but um, Alec Peters will not be in this game. No. Sadly, can you imagine if he checked into this game? That pl- like American Airlines. Well, no, it's not at home. Dang yeah, it's it. not at home. Dang, I know it would be yeah. funny though. <laughs> Whatever, he would have got a standing ovation. <laughs> 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 but yeah, first game, uh, that's cool. They announced, NBA announced all like uh, MLK uh, Day games, Christmas, that kind of that first week and everything too. So it's on ESPN. So 
first first game is on ESPN. It should be fun. I mean, DeAndre Ayton gets to go against uh, DeAndre Jordan, his first <laughs> regular season game. So uh, DeAndre Jordan is not the lightest of dudes, so he should welcome uh, DeAndre Ayton really quick to the league. And yeah, that good. would be awesome if he ends his life like Brandon Knight or something. Oh, welcome to the league and just like, i'm so ready yeah, for deandre and dennis dunks like i'm so ready for that yes yes i'm ready excitement maps fans we we haven't had something like dennis gave us that like exciting like highlight real stuff last year but now deandre gives us that more now and also a dude that can bang and we haven't had a dude that can just like get rebounds and like bang down low it seems like forever it feels like every big dude that ever comes to dallas you're like all right well you're about to put up about 38 on us so you got about 22 boards but yeah they're either slow or big or both <laughs> yeah so deandre man super excited to have him here and deandre is big but he's also super athletic yeah yeah um other news i just saw this on my timeline michael porter jr just like this comment on his instagram oh Somebody posted the ESPN uh, voting where they voted on who's the favorite to win the rookie of the year, and Luka Doncic runs away with it. And this person commented, this is terrible. Luka is the most overrated person I've seen in my life. And Michael Porter Jr. liked the comment. Michael Porter, bro, you just need to chill. Like, you you can't be coming at anybody right now. You got broke back, so you just, you just got to. <laughs> you got broke back in the mountains. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on anything past that. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you have nothing. I mean, he can't, he can't say anything about anybody right now until he can actually hit the floor. And he might not even, like, be on the court uh, for a whole year. So he's, he's got to chill it down some. That's what we're going to call Michael Porter Jr. now. Broke back in the mountains. <laughs> That should be a meme. Oh man, oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> That's make... so mean. It's not mean. It's <laughs> it's what he is because he's in Denver. And he like took that kid's shoes the other day in that 2K game thing, and I'm like, dang, bro, you he like challenged this dude and like invited the dude to his apartment and then beat him and took his shoes. I'm like, dang, bro. Anyway, hey, keep on going. <laughs> anyway. What's our other What's our other news? Did in the you world? see that video of these cops in Atlanta that that parked a, uh, a like an unmarked truck outside of a gym? With, I did like, not see it. I heard about with it with Nikes all in the back and left the truck open and just like left it in front of a gym. And these teenagers came out and like started taking some of the shoes. And then the cops were like sitting there waiting for them to take the shoes, and they arrested them. Yeah, I did hear about this. Like, what are our cops doing? <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> anyway, I felt like you would be one of those people that ran and took took the shoes. Um, no comment. <laughs> um, Nikes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, in more news, Devin Harris is officially a Maverick for the third time, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> and we can we can finally rest that we called it forever ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean the worst from the kept moment, secret. Yeah, that. This has been in the books for a long time now. Um, the fact Since that maps.com, the fact that maps.com drops a story 
uh, like minutes after his signing went official with like quotes from him about the team and like his teammates and everything. That just gives you a little bit of uh, heads up uh, that this is coming for a while. And he's like talking about Luca and like everything. Oh man, no, he was saying that before. He was saying that before. I yeah, he was, talking, he was talking about it. Uh, other news, so. The Mavericks roster right now sits at exactly 20 with the Devin Harris official signing. Dante Ingram is still not official. And then uh, there's news today that Terry Larrier um, had a significant knee injury. And so the Mavericks may bring back Jalen Jones uh, into that training camp spot. And so we're still kind of waiting. What's going to happen is the Dante Ingram thing. Was that a real story or, you know, like I saw, I saw another person, uh, I guess it was yesterday that pitched the same. I actually he like pitched the idea that that you like jokingly threw out there that they could like keep ding, like ding for a couple games in like China and then bring Ingram on after that. But I'm telling you, if that is a real thing, I will completely own it. If it is not, I'm just gonna say that it was a joke. <laughs> if they if they do that, <laughs> that's just cold. Is it cold or is it? I mean. It's just, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> if you it really is bring weird. this dude back weird. and you play two games and then, like, before you even leave China, you're like, hey, you can just stay here. You don't have to ride back with this. But, like, what does that do for Ding, though? You know? I mean, I guess it's cool. Does that help him? Because it, it, he played in the summer league the last two years, right? So it seems like he wants to be yeah. part of the NBA. At least puts him in front of NBA, like more NBA scouts and stuff. I guess so. Keeps him in the NBA eye. I don't really care. I do, I do want Ingram at camp, so. <laughs> I care. <laughs> I do care about this. So Jalen Jones may be coming back. Uh, in other news, Mavs Gaming won. They finally won for the first time since June, mid June. <laughs> they didn't win the entire month of July. Um, they finally won. They broke their sh- their uh, five game losing streak, six game losing streak. Five, yeah. And their playoff hopes are alive as of now. They actually play another game. If you listen to this on Friday, they play a game tonight at eight p.m. Central against the Bucks. If they lose that game, season over, <laughs> just completely season over. If they win that game, they need a whole bunch of things to happen for them. Uh, I tried to lay out some of the things. I don't know if that's completely right because I'm going by just what the website says and the rules on the website. But uh, I laid out some of those on Mavs Moneyball. So if you want to read that, that's how I think they can get in. Apparently from the Mavs team, they're, they're thinking some other things can help them to get in. It's a, it's very complicated. <laughs> yes. It, it just comes down to they have to win Friday night. And then they need yeah. like three other teams, like three other like pretty good teams to like lose uh, Friday, Saturday and all that. The awards for the 2K League, if you care about that, they're announced on Saturday, like evening, Saturday night. So, anyway, and we any Mavs in contention? No, that's sad. It's just they like they started off super hot and like everybody's all about it. Dimes was the number one overall pick, and he looked like he was gonna be MVP candidate and all that stuff. And then they just took a nose nose dive and went one and six after that, and it was a mess. But We'll see. I mean, they play good today, and hopefully they it'd be cool if they can sneak in, but we'll see. We shall see. And then the Wings, they lost their sixth in a row, the Dallas Wings of the WNBA. They lost to the Sun, and 
man, they're just taking a complete nosedive. They play on Saturday against the Dream. Uh, they're still in the hunt, though. They're still in that eighth spot, uh, even though they're sub-500 right now. They're fending off the uh, the Las Vegas Aces, who are right behind them. Uh, they're two games back from them right now uh, because they had to forfeit that game against the Mystics. And so uh, it's a heated playoff race, though. If they, I mean, man, if they miss the playoffs with Liz Cambage, that's, that's pretty, that's not good. <laughs> that's like, that's honestly, the Mavs, Mavs gaming and the Wings are in very, such similar positions right now because they have like the number one overall pick in Dimes. And then Liz Cambage, who's like a MVP candidate, <laughs> you know, like like a legit MVP candidate, super good, and they're just completely underperforming. And they have Diggins too, right? Yeah, and Skylar Diggins, All Star. I, mean, I don't, I don't know anything about WNBA, so they I got, do know that she's on that team. If two All Stars and they still, I don't know, it's frustrating. A lot of people want to fire the coach. Bring you in. Bring bring me in. <laughs> They'd be worse. Uh, I would run more pick and rolls with Skylar Diggins and Liz Cambage, though. That girl needs to be setting some picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. When we come back, we'll start with the Western Conference over-unders. Woo! I'm ready. All right, Isaac. Our first over-under of the day for the Western Conference. We already did these for the Eastern Conference, so if you want to go back, listen to our two-part episode Ooh, talking two about parts. <laughs> that I dragged Isaac through, uh, talking about the Eastern Conference. Our first Trash. one, and going in alphabetical order, the Dallas Mavericks. Oh. Their over-under number is 34.5. Last year, obviously, 24 wins, so they're expecting a 10.5 game improvement from the Mavericks. Is that enough, too much, or just right? Um, there should be another option that you should have gave me. Not enough, because <laughs> you said enough, just right, or too much. <laughs> I don't think it's enough. I you're right. Obviously, I'm an optimist in this, and uh, I think they, um, I think they went more than 34. I'm definitely taking over, but I mean, everything just depends so much on the impact that Luca. If you believe Luca's going to come in and be the overwhelming um rookie of the year favorite that i'm assuming we both do um i think that they i think they push 40 you know plus wins and i think they're fighting right there for one of those last playoff spots and even if they don't push 40 wins 38 and 39 is not that many (laughs) you know like 37 they is totally obtainable i think the team last year you know had the chance to do that they just they lost 38 games in the clutch. I mean, like, yeah, and that was the thing. That's what I was going to bring up. I mean, they, they set a record last year for how many games they lost. Was it single digits or less than five points? Less than five points with less than five minutes remaining. Yeah. So, like, you take that stat and you take that team and you add Luka and DeAndre Jordan. Like, that is a big, like, that's a big turn. Even if you ran it back. You would assume that you, I mean, hopefully that half of those games that you can. Yeah, a lot of those are just by chance. Yeah, that you can pull through. But you're, you're adding DeAndre Jordan and Luka Doncic to that to this team, basically. And so, yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely taking the over on this one for sure. Yeah. If for some, whew, it's the under on this. There are some things that, there are some big injuries that happened. Yeah, or, or people need to be traded. 
Yeah, I don't. I think it would just take injuries. I, Carlos too good of a coach, and they have too much of an infrastructure with Dirk and Barnes and everything like that to where it would be like a chemistry issue. I think it's. I think it would just be solely injury wise for them to be under on this. Definitely the over. Yeah, and they have no reason to be bad anymore. They have no incentive to lose games at all. <laughs> yeah, and I saw I saw a thing on ESPN today, or uh, I got the notification thing on my phone, and it was like their experts or whoever they poll, you know, they do with their NBA people. And it's like teams that will make the biggest turnaround. And then they had teams that will like pretty much implode the like percentages, whatever. And of course they had Lakers number one. And that was like super overwhelming favorite. Yeah. And then I forgot who they had number two, but Dallas was three and they had like Dallas as, you know, there's pretty much three big teams there that, they thought that they were going to make a big like switch or a big change in you know as far as wins next season and Dallas is one of them but was Memphis one of them yes Memphis is two that's what yeah. it was yeah yeah cuz Memphis has a bigger they have a bigger jump in the Mavericks which was funny yeah. the the opposite of that poll was the like teams that could like implode and just be a disaster the Lakers was one and, and then yeah, it was could Washington happen. and Minnesota Washington, yeah, those both those teams, yeah. But Gosh. anyway, keep on going. Next one, Denver, forty-seven and a half. Last year they won forty-six games, just missed the playoffs by literally three minutes. <laughs> they were down to the last three minutes. Um, man, forty-seven and a half. It's such an interesting number for them. That's a one and a half game improvement from last year. What are you thinking? Um, their their team is so interesting. So this this is their lineup right now. They really have no threes. They have no threes at all except for Porter Jr., who we both think should be a four anyway. <laughs> and he's not going to play at all. Uh, they have Jamal Murray. If Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas coming off the bench. They have Gary Harris at starting at two. Will Barton is going to start at three. That was a promise they made to him <laughs> You know when they signed that contract. They got rid of Wilson Chandler. Paul Millsap at the four. Jokic at the five. They still have uh, the sunburnt Plumlee brother. Trey Lyles. Uh... Your yeah. boy, <laughs> Isaiah <my>? Thomas. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas still, yeah. Like, this is a weird team. All of a sudden, their bench is just decimated. Like, that is an awful bench. Yeah. That's a really, really bad bench. I'm, I'm taking the under on this. I originally, when I first made this list, I, I had the over. But then I started going through it more. And, yeah, I'm taking the under. They're a super, super trendy team right now yeah. for a lot of people. And a lot of, I mean, I've seen people have them as high as, like, four in the West, stuff like that. You are banking on, first off, you're banking on Jokic being a top 10 player, however you want to view Jokic. Um, and then, like, I think it has a lot to do with how you view Jamal Murray. And I'm yeah, just not completely sold that Jamal Murray. Like, I love a Gary Harris. I'm fine with him. Like, I like him in his role. I think he's great as a two guard. I think, like, there's no big question marks for me about Gary Harris. Jamal Murray is different, and I'm not for sure if I'm completely sold on him. So I take the slight under on that, and I think that they won't – they're not a lock for me as, the, as a playoff team. They're in that group that's fighting for one of those last spots. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are, that are looking at the, the Nuggets as like a trendy pick – Look at Paul Millsap, 38 games. Gary Harris, 67 games. You know, you're just not getting a ton out of your, you know, your two of your, you know, three main pieces there. 
Yeah. And, uh, and Mil- that Millsap number is huge. I mean, that, that is massive. But, like, they lose Fareed. They lose, you know, uh, Wilson, Wilson Chandler. Chandler. They lose, uh, I guess, Moutier, whatever you want to count that as. Um, yeah. yeah it's so just, like they're, their, de- it's just their like- depth, man. If, if they if they lose Millsap again, they are all of a sudden starting Jokic and Trey Lyles. Yeah, and that's what you, you, their depth. They it just took a big hit because now you're you're asking for Isaiah Thomas to fully buy into the Lou Williams Jamal Crawford role, and what is he going to be as that six yeah. man scorer? And then your bench units like Malik Beasley, Trey Lyles, Plumley, Tory Craig. Mean, Have you even heard of Tory Craig? Tory Tyler Craig. London. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tyler Lydon, I think one you know, of the Hernan like, Gomez's. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Michael Porter Jr. Um, <laughs> but he probably won't play this year. But, you know, I, yeah. They're, for me, they're just down a tier. Like, a lot of people have them as, for sure, playoff team. And they're just down a tier in that fighting for one of the last spots for me. Yeah, I think they're they're 41 to 45 games. Because there is going to be an injury somewhere. And let's say they lose ga- I mean... If they lose either Millsap, Plum, I mean, really, any of their starters go down for a significant amount of time. They're all they're already starting a you know below replacement level player. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's wild, like just wild. Um, what if though Murray goes down, Isaiah Thomas comes in, and he just lights it up? I'm ready to see them roll out Isaiah, Jamal, and Gary together, and Barton as a six man. And just say screw defense. We're just gonna <laughs> and height. <laughs> screw defense because we got Jokic and Isaiah Thomas together. <laughs> Have fun with that one. Gosh, yeah that that pick and roll defense combo is not good. All right. When we come back, moving on to the next one, uh, the Golden State Warriors. Isaac, we ready for the Golden State Warriors? All right, the Golden State Warriors, their over-under number is 62.5. Last year, they won 58 games. That's a four-and-a-half game improvement. They add DeMarcus Cousins. Maybe that's some kind of, you know, maybe that's some kind of player that's going to rally the troops and get everybody excited. And What the crap's happening with freaking Pat McCall? <laughs> He's just not going to. I'm so pissed about that, man. I want him. He's just out there going, chilling. Just not coming back. Him and Rodney Hood still unsigned. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so the, their roster pretty much remains the same as always. Same characters. You know, they have DeMarcus Cousins, obviously. And then Jonas Drebko was kind of under the radar signing. He's always been a really good three-point shooter. I think he's going to be be good for them. But people said the same thing about Caspi last year. <laughs> so they are really low on the uh, in the guard department uh, as far as like. I like know, Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook and Sean Livingston they have, and then Jacob Evans, their rookie that they picked, and then Iguodalo plays some guard. I forgot but... about Jacob Evans. Yeah, that was a solid pick. And I think they still might bring in somebody else. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody like Jamal Crawford or something came in like that. Yeah, I think that there was a report that they're going to keep, you know, 14 on their roster in order to bring in somebody like that during the season. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And use those two-way spots as, you know, to bring in and, and fill up those minutes until – they find somebody yeah. like a buyout candidate or something like that. Um, uh, I'm man. taking the over. You're going to take over? Yeah, I'm taking over. And if they didn't get Cousins, I might have taken the under. But I, I just think there's just a big combination of things. I think this possibly could be like whatever Durant's last season there. 
Um, I think there might be a, a a push and motivation to hey, let's do this this three peat, let's make it happen. And then I think the big thing is Cousins. Like he gives them a different like wild card. It gives them a challenge really of let's let's play our game, let's do our thing. But we know Cousins is coming, and how can we incorporate him, make it work, get him acclimated, and like when you might see them like take off at the end of the season and like maybe rest some, you might not see that happen if they want to really get on the fully same page before the playoffs come. So I'll take the, I'll take the over, not by a ton, but just a couple, like, I don't know, 63, 64 wins. I'm taking the under. Okay. All that stuff you said is going to be correct, but it'll be for the postseason. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't think any of it will really matter. I think they're going to be resting guys a lot more this year. Just not during national TV games. Very true. Next team, the Houston Rockets. Um, man, this was one of the biggest changes. So weird. Their over/under is fifty-four and a half. Last year they won sixty-five games, so they're they dropped by ten and a half games. Ten and a half wins. A Trevor Reza effect. Trevor Reza and Bob Mute. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. There's Paul injury history. So let's just look at look at their roster right now. It's, it's mellow. It's it's really interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with Melo, whether they're going to start him or not. There's, yeah, I think they start. There's talk about Ryan Ryan Anderson being traded for like a James Johnson, and I think that really would change their team if they can. Oh, I think that happens if they get and if they get James Johnson on this team. That it's completely different for me because they will they will tra- they will trade Ryan Anderson for some type of high salary wing. Like that's I don't feel like that's almost a given. Whether that's a James Johnson base more type, whatever it is. I like the I like James Johnson better than Baysmore for them at least because that Capella James Johnson PJ Tucker Harden Chris Paul lineup, whew, yeah, that's good, that's good right there. And then they have Michael Carter Williams, Eric Gordon still, <laughs> Gerald Green, and Tyler Ennis or no uh, James Ennis, one of the Ennises, uh, Ryan Sneaky Anderson and Nene. <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's the Yo, group. Chief. I'm going over. This is this is stupid. Yeah, I don't understand. I think they're just banking on a Chris Paul injury, which very well could happen. But, yeah, I'd take the over on that. I yeah. don't know if they win 65 again. I think they're more like yeah. 60. And I think Golden State will take back the number one spot. But, um, yeah, I'll take the over for yeah, sure. Yeah, if their over-under was 60, I would have a hard time with it. You know? But, yeah. but 50, 54 and a half? Like, no, <laughs> not with that. All right, that was an easy one. That, I think that's free money right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Clippers. This is a weird team. Last year, 42 wins. This season, their over-under is 35 and a half. This is what the Clippers team looks like right now. They have an insane amount of guards. <laughs> like, an incredible amount of guards. Patrick Beverly, Mios Teodosic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jawan Evans, right? Is that the, that's the right Jawan? Yeah. Avery Bradley, Lou Williams, Sandarius Thornwell, and Jerome Robinson, who they drafted this year. Uh, then Tobias Harris, who plays wing for them. Bob Mute is back with them. Wes Johnson. Then at the bigs, they play Gallinari at four. Tobias and Gallinari will switch back and forth. That'll be, you know, whatever. Gallinari, Mike Scott, and uh, Gortat as their big uh, Montrez Harrell and Boban, and then obviously Motley is their two-way guy. <laughs> they still got to make another roster move, so I, I would assume one of those 
guards like Evans or Thornwell might be gone. Yeah, it is wild. They have so many guards. Like right now, they they're kind of in that Mavs spot where they just have so many guys signed and. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of them aren't official. I'm not really plugged into the Clippers scene right now, but <laughs> I kind of view them uh, like the Knicks of the West. They are a big market. They're obviously building for next summer to have this cap space in 2019. And they have some young guys that I think that they will like they have. Okay. There's two different routes the Clippers can take. They have one of these like sneaky rosters to where they like, they could scrap and like a Tobias Harris and Beverly and Avery Bradley, like and Gortat could like scrap together. If like doc rivers had them playing decent last year, like there's a world in which they're scrapping as like this eighth, ninth type of really fighting for it. But I don't think it happens. I think they're, they turn into the Knicks and hey, let's just implode. Let's tank it out. Let's get another high draft pick going into next summer with all this cap space. And let's just play the crap out of Alexander and SGA and Jerome Robinson and try to trade off some of these guys. Cause like the Knicks have like Courtney Lee and Lance Thomas and like some of these guys yeah. kind of similar to the Clippers with, you know, Avery Bradley and some of those guys. So I think you could see them trade off one or two of those guys before the deadline and really just tank it out. So I'm taking the under. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to go over. I just think there's, Ooh. there's, I, I think the opposite. I think they're going, they're, they've lost all their, they lost Lob City essentially. They lost the entire population of Lob City. And so now they're this team that kind of like the Cavs are going to look at their season and say, man, everybody's counting us out. Nobody thinks we can do anything. People say, oh, we lost Blake. We lost CP. We lost DeAndre. You know, we lost JJ Reddick. Like we lost all these guys and now we're nothing. And there's all these dudes on this roster that have been, kind of undersold or have been overlooked, you know, Beverly, Lou Williams, Avery Bradley, Tobias, like <laughs> Gallinari, Gortat now is in a different place. He's going to want, like all these guys are going to want to play hard, you know, and, yeah. and Doc Rivers had them playing hard and they were playing better without, <laughs> without Blake last year. And so, yeah, they, they are going to get a lot of run with, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander, but a lot of people really like him. <laughs> a lot of people are thinking yeah. that he's going to, he might be pretty good next year. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm taking the over. I'm taking like I mean, 38 wins, 37 wins is not a ton. I think that that's kind of where they end up. Um, and I could see that. I mean, I, I said it could go either way, so like I totally could see that for sure. I also think they make a very, very, very serious run at Kawhi Leonard at the deadline. Even yeah, if they it get, means even if it means overpaying for him, I could really, really see that happen. They have By a the ton way, of did pieces. You find it, did you find it weird that Kawhi's statement didn't mention anything about joining the Raptors? Yeah, that was kind of weird. People were like, has has Kawhi still said Toronto? I was like, has Kawhi said anything? Because <laughs> yeah. most people have all the old thank you thing, and at the very end, it's some type of, but I'm excited for this next chapter for the Raptors, and I'm ready to give it all and fight for the, like something like that. you know. And he didn't say any of that. Anyway. It was kind of weird, too, with the thank yous being all caps. And like, Come on. It was just you've, and it, You've never like, spoken in... All caps in your life, Kawhi. <laughs> also, it was like a screenshot of a Word document, too. <laughs> it was just odd. Very. Um, yeah, I think that team That team is like the anti, <laughs> almost like the anti-Nuggets. Where they, they're very deep. Like, Boban is their third center. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like Shagels Alexander is their third point guard. <laughs> they just have, like, yeah. all these interesting guys. All right, the next one. The Los Angeles Lakers. Lord, we have to talk about them. Are you ready for this? Okay. Nick, calm down over there. They're, uh, 
35 wins last year. This year, they're over under 48 and a half. <sighs> Give me that under. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Let me just take a wild guess what you're going about to say. Over. I don't know. 48, I mean, 48 To be in that top group, Nick, with Houston and Golden State, it's going to have to be. You're going to hold that one single tweet against me forever. <laughs> Just gonna go back and delete that tweet. <laughs> just one single tweet. I tweet all the time, and he's hold this one against me. <laughs> he's calling out LeBron every day. <laughs> By the way, how easy is it to be a Lakers media member right now? Like LeBron puts on a Lakers jersey, it's gonna get like thousands and thousands of views. Insane, dude. Like, I you just want to like start up a Lakers block for the fun of it and just get all these views. I think we could start one just ourselves and just like post pictures of the Lakers players and get more views than our map stuff. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking oh, the you're taking the over. Don't talk yourself out of it. No, right. it's too high. Forty eight and a half. I think oh. it's too high as an over under. It's because it has a lot of Lakers juice in it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of you. Th- you but realistically, you think they're going to be the third or fourth seed? Yeah, like, that doesn't. Like, jokes aside, but like. Does forty six wins get you the three seed in the in the West? I think they're as I think they're the third best team. I don't know if they're going to get that many wins. Hmm. Okay, it's going to be a little like I think OKC is probably going to get more wins than them in the regular season. But in a playoff series, I think the Lakers would beat the Thunder. Oh, ooh, ooh! I would gladly take that bet right now. That'd be awesome. I think that would be so fun. I think OKC would beat them and. Five or six. <sighs> anyway, keep on going. So you're taking the under with me. Okay. No, I'm going to go over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he couldn't resist. <laughs> 13 games, 13 wins is not that many wins for LeBron James. Well, a 13 win difference. I mean, well, you had him at 65 wins before, so. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're reading over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. This, this is our last one today. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh. Memphis is a real fascinating team. Last year, 22 wins. They were just an abomination. They're abysmal. <laughs> This year, their their owner thinks they can win fifty games. <laughs> They're over under those thirty four and a half. Same as this the isn't Mavs. same as the Mavs. This isn't an over under on wins. This is this just turns into an over under. How many games does Conley and Gasol play? Yeah, how many games missed? Thirty four and just, a half. <laughs> you're just betting on their health. So, Seriously, because if they're healthy, if they both play seventy games, they're a playoff team and they're like they're fine. And the fact that they, I mean. They look like they hit a complete grand slam with both their picks and Jaron Jackson and Javon Carter and they added Kyle Anderson and my boy. That's <laughs> your nemesis. Else. Kyle Anderson, your nemesis. <laughs> um Dylan Brooks is back. I feel like I'm forgetting a couple other dudes for him, but Chan. Who oh stop. He doesn't even count. <laughs> Garrett Temple. They, Garrett Temple is actually a low key addition. Oh yeah. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that was good for him. So I like that one. I mean, I feel like the obvious is to take the over on this. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take the over. I mean, it's an optimistic over, right? It, you're looking at it like you said. It's an optimistic. I, I'm thinking that Conley and Gasol are going to play 70-something games. 
But here's the thing. Which Gasol did play a bunch of games last year. It's not like it's not like he was I, – I keep looking at back at that season and thinking that he didn't play, but he played a lot of games last year. I'm going to look up yeah, how Yeah, remember there was a bunch of drama towards the end. But let, let's just leave this at this. Are we sure they're not that much worse if they swap out Mark Gasol for Jan Jackson? <laughs> like if Gasol goes down and they replace him with I Jan mean, Jackson. last year they wouldn't have been worse. Yeah, so like seventy three games thing, last like, year for Marcus All, twelve for Conley. That's my thing to where like if even if like Gasol goes down and Conley stays on, like you're replacing Mark Gasol with Jaron Jackson and Marcus Gasol is definitely better than Jaron Jackson right now, but like it's not like the drop off in the over the past like couple years. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Also Marcus All gonna be thirty four next year. Ooh. When does the? I mean, the drop off's going to happen eventually. Yeah, we've seen Pau Gasol kind of hold up, you know, but Marcus is bigger, carrying more weight. Yeah, guys like that don't, you know, it, the drop off is quick. <laughs> I mean, it it goes for him real quick. I mean, Andrew Bogut out of the league now, <laughs> you know, just yeah. completely unplayable. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on it. Yeah, I think I'm taking the over too. Just optimistic looking at the, you know, Colleen. Although song. I'm not a big Bickerstaff fan, by the way. Ooh, yeah. But I think they stay healthy for but, the most part and they'll win like 40 games. If they're healthy most of the season, they're a playoff team. You are a big Chandler Parsons fan, though. We have to stop. Add that in there. He needs to be a Laker. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. The first, the first part of our Western Conference over unders. The next part, like I said, will come sometime next week. Um, but we will record it right now. So, <laughs> so, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Enjoy your weekend.